What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Thursday, February 11th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Amid some early stumbles and lack of doses hampering the rollout of vaccines, we're also seeing hesitancy and skepticism by many healthcare workers who are refusing their doses. Many cite the speed at which they were developed, and for others, it's a trust problem distrust of the government, and even the healthcare systems they work for. Dhruv Kular, practicing physician and contributor to The New Yorker, joins us for why so many healthcare workers are resisting the COVID vaccine. Thanks for joining us, Dhruv. Thanks so much for having me. I wanted to talk about the vaccine rollout and what's going on. We're seeing a lot of skepticism of the vaccine. There are a lot of people that are getting it. Obviously, we see the lines, we see people inundating the websites to make their appointments. But there's also a lot of skepticism and hesitancy on the part of medical workers specifically. It's an interesting thing. You know, they work in the field. You would think they'd be more willing for it. You wrote a kind of an article about looking into a lot of a CNAs that were working maybe in the uh, in senior living facilities and a lot of skepticism and hesitancy that they had. So, Drew, tell us a little bit about what you're seeing. You know, the reason I wanted to write this article is because I also found it quite surprising that healthcare workers had reasonably high levels of vaccine hesitancy, despite seeing the damage of COVID-19 firsthand, despite being at higher risk for infection and passing it on to their loved ones. And so I wanted to explore what was behind this vaccine hesitancy. And I think one thing that you'll notice is that, particularly in nursing homes, it has to do with a lack of trust in often your employer, a lack of trust in the healthcare system, and a lack of trust in the political and the regulatory environment under which 
these vaccines were created. We know that they are safe and effective and medical science has taught us that and they were developed at record speed. But I think that also creates its own issues that people have been told over the course of the last year that vaccines can take years, if not decades to make. And here we have one kind of a medical miracle, which came out in less than one year. But that also creates a level of hesitancy among the general public, but also among healthcare workers. And a lot of the nurses that you spoke to, a lot of them said the speed was a big factor. And uh, they just said, hey, there's no way. I'm going to wait to see long-term results, see how other people react once they get it. And, and, you know, it's an interesting thing. Obviously, we've been learning about the pandemic and vaccine making, I think, (laughs) like in no other time before, you know, happening in real time. And the thing with the vaccine, especially like the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, these mRNA platforms, you know, that platform for that vaccine was already there. They just needed that opportunity to be able to tweak something so they can make it for the coronavirus for COVID-19. So that I, I do understand that kind of the speed can be scary about it. But that platform was something that has been worked on for a long time already. It is something that has been worked on for years. It's an incredible new technology. But I think this really gets at the heart of the issue is that It's not always the case that telling people about the science and how things were developed is enough to get them over their kind of desire to watch and wait and see what happens with the vaccines and others. Often it's a case of misinformation. A lot of people are getting their information from sources that may not be reliable. It can be an issue of just wanting to see how other people do before they are kind of taking this into their own body. And it can be an issue really of, of trust and understanding that the healthcare system or other kind of parties have not treated them in a way that they've wanted to be treated in the past. And they're understandably skeptical that this seems to be uh, being forced on them now. That being said, this is, a, this is an issue and that we really need to kind of combat it head on. We need to have these conversations, we need to engage in these dialogues, and we do need to help people understand that this is the best thing for themselves as well as their communities. Tell me a little bit more about the setting of the senior living facilities, these nursing homes, and these certified nursing assistants that we find a lot of them you know, working in these, in these settings. You know, nursing home residents, it does seem that there are high levels of vaccine acceptance for them, for their part at least. But the nurses were not seeing it so much. And then yourself as a practicing physician, do you see this in other hospital settings or do you find it more relegated to these nursing home facilities? You know, one thing that's important to note is we often talk about healthcare workers as a large group, but of course, there are different professions within healthcare, there are different settings within healthcare. And so, one thing that seems to be the case, at least early on, that nursing home staff have higher levels of vaccine hesitancy compared to. Uh, hospital staff, for instance, and that nurses and doctors seem to accept the vaccine at higher rates than other healthcare workers. So there are many healthcare workers, some you've talked about, certified nursing assistants, licensed practical nurses, people who work in cleaning services or environmental services, patient transport. And we see that vaccine hesitancy, at least early on, seems to track with level of education, so that's one marker. But it also seems to track, as I mentioned, with other non-hospital facilities like nursing homes and long-term care facilities. You know, one thing to note is that these are really challenging places to work for a lot of people. A lot of nursing home staff have felt 
during the pandemic, but also before the pandemic, that they haven't gotten a lot of respect. They haven't always gotten the PPE that they need. They have worked for relatively low wages. And so these kinds of issues are very much wrapped up into how they feel at this moment when they're being asked or told in some cases to take the vaccine. Yeah, as you mentioned at the onset, it does really seem to be this lack of trust problem. The polarization, the politicization of the vaccines does also seem to come into play a lot. You know, a lot of people said they don't trust either political party and how they positioned all of it, the trust in government. You know, it's unfortunate to hear that stuff because we want our healthcare workers to kind of be leading on this setting. But if you're not comfortable with it, obviously you're not going to want to go forward with that. So it's just an interesting look to see how it's shaken out and As I mentioned, there is no lack of people wanting the vaccine still. We see that in the numbers. So, you know, we'll see how the rollout continues, really. I do think that vaccine acceptance will rise in the general public as well as among healthcare workers. A lot of the people that I've talked to have been saying, I don't want it right now. I don't want to be one of the first people that gets it because I'm not entirely sure about this vaccine. But if my friends, if my colleagues, if my family members, they seem to be doing okay, then I think I would go ahead and get it. And so this is entirely possible that it's really an issue kind of up front. And my hope is that as people see that these vaccines are safe and effective, which they are, that vaccine uptake will really continue to increase among the entire U.S. population as we go forward. Dhruv Kular, practicing physician, assistant professor at Weill Cornell Medical College and contributor to The New Yorker. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.